G'day guys and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair dinkum Aussie or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy Aussie English. G'day guys and welcome to this episode of Aussie English. Today I want to talk to you again about some pronunciation, some Australian-isms, some ways that we change our pronunciation of the verb in the present tense, need, have and got, or at least have got, and how they change when they're followed by a verb, to do, to go, to have, to be, whatever it is, and the pronunciation changes from need to, have to, got to, or needs to, has to, and has got to, to needa, needsta, havta, or havda, and hasta, hasda, and gotta, and gotta. So, these are just other ways that we will pronounce in Australian English, probably in American and English English as well, but... When we speed up, this is how we change um, the pronunciation of these words. And so, it's just one more lesson to familiarize you guys with the pronunciation so that you're not shocked when people speak really quickly and you don't hear um, the, the words all individually pronounced really, really well and clearly. So, some examples would be, and I'll say, I'll enunciate, I'll pronounce the the sentence well the first time and the second time after hopefully you guess how to change the sentence into the say need to becomes need da. I will pronounce the sentence how I would say it naturally when I speak at full speed. So, the first sentence, I need to go to the shops to buy food. How will this change when I speed it up? I need to go to the shops to buy food. So, it's that I need a. I need to go to the shops to buy food. I have to get up early tomorrow. How will this change? I have to get up early tomorrow. And also, I have to get up early tomorrow. I have to get up early tomorrow. I've got to go to work at 8 p.m. becomes I've got to go to work at 8 p.m. And also, I've got to go to work at 8 p.m. So, you'll notice that it can be the got to with the T, but when you really speed up, at least for me in Australian English with my accent, the T becomes a D because it's just so much easier to pronounce when when I'm speaking really quickly and it's harder to say that T sound. So, if I say, I've got to go to the beach, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, it just becomes a a D. So, here's the next one. He needs to get ready to leave. He needs to get ready to leave. So, I'll say it quickly. He needs to get ready to leave. He needs to get ready to leave. 
She has to work late tonight. She has to work late tonight. And I'll say this one quickly. She has to work late tonight. She has to work late tonight. The next one, he's got to kick a lot of goals in the game. He's got to kick a lot of goals in the game. And again, this one can be turned into a T or a D, depending on... Uh, for me, at least, it's it's a subconscious thing, but you can choose. Neither one is correct or incorrect. It's just how you decide to pronounce it. He's got to kick a lot of goals in the game. Or he's got to kick a lot of goals in the game. But yeah, I would probably just say he's got to, got to, he's got to. He's got to kick a lot of goals in the game. He's got to. And you'll notice that that has, has been swallowed or um, reduced and joined to he, so it becomes he's, and then there's the gotta after the he's. So some examples where we wouldn't change um, the pronunciation, the pronunciation of need and to, have and to, and got and to, and it's when these verbs, instead of being followed by a verb in the infinitive form, so instead of saying I need to do. If you were to say, I need two things, where instead this time the two is actually spelt T-W-O and is referring to the number of the things, of the noun that follows the need, the verb need in present tense there, that is when you would never change um, need to into neither. So even though it sounds exactly the same as need to, when it's need to do, need to go, need to have, followed by that verb. In this case, because you're referring to two objects, it would never change the sound because if you were to say, I need a bag, it would refer to one bag. You you need a bag. So to save confusion there, you always say the number two because that's a really important part of information, part of the information that you're trying to convey. So I need two bags. I have two bags, I've got two bags, never gets abbreviated or shortened. It's always that. I shall also mention that in this case, when you have two somethings and you've got two somethings, instead of like in the first instance today that I was talking about, I've got to do something, I have to do something, I need to do something. In that case, when it's followed by a verb, have to and got to are synonyms or mean the same thing as need to. So it's like you're required to do something in that case. Have to, need to, and got to do something followed by that verb means it's imperative. You've got to do it. You have to do it. You need to do it. But when it's I have something or I've got something, in that case, those two verbs mean the same thing where it's something that you have, it's something that you've got. But need stays the same. So if you need two bags, it's as if you were to say, I have to have two bags. I have got to have two bags. The meaning doesn't change there. Anyway, let's do some practice where you guys have to decide whether or not the need to changes into a needer or stays as need to. I have two bags. It stays as I have two bags.
I need to go to the shops. This one changes and becomes I need to go to the shops. I need two hours to finish the essay. This one doesn't change. I need two hours to finish the essay. I have two friends on Facebook. This one doesn't change either. I have two friends on Facebook. I have to be there by lunchtime. This one does change. I have to be there by lunchtime. I've got two dogs. And this one doesn't change. I've got two dogs. I've got to ask you something. This one changes. I've got to ask you something. So that was the pronunciation lesson that I wanted to do today with need to, got to, and have to. I hope it's helped. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know if you want me to continue with these sorts of um, pronunciation episodes and if they're helping with our listening comprehension and just speaking in general. I would love to hear some feedback. And I also want to go over an expression today for you guys. And this expression is like a stunned mullet. Like a stunned mullet. So if you're like a stunned mullet, this means that you're wandering around dazed and confused. So I'll go through the words. Like in this case means similar to. You resemble your... If you're like something, it means that you appear to be similar to this thing. Stunned, the word stunned means shocked or confused or dazed. If you've been hit in the head for a second, say if you were boxing and you were shocked and you don't know where you are for that instant and you lose balance, that means you've been stunned. So if you hit a fish over the head with a stick, once you've caught the fish in order to kill it or in order to stop it from moving, you've stunned that fish. It's been stunned, you've stunned it. And mullet, mullet means a few things in Australian English, but in this case, mullet is a kind of fish, a small um, white flesh fish that you can catch when you go fishing in Australia in most... um, beaches and tidal rivers, so rivers that are close to the ocean, you tend to be able to catch small white-fleshed fish called mullets or mullet. And so this term originates from the early 1900s. The earliest case originates from World War I in a diary where a man refers to being stuck in a shell hole, so where people were dropping bombs or artillery was raining down bombs in a certain area. This man writes that he was he was taking cover, he was hiding in these holes, and that for three hours the Germans were shelling them and they felt like stun mullets. So because those bombs were falling constantly They were constantly being shocked and were dazed and confused and felt like stunned mullets. So that's where it originates from, or at least that's where one of the first uses has been traced back to. 
and it's it's used quite a bit. My my parents used this when I was growing up. Uh, friends use this. It's just it's not too common, but I think the average Australian would definitely recognise what you meant if you were to say oh, you look like a stunned mullet at the moment. It just means that you look confused and dazed, and you don't know what you're doing. And yeah, it's like you've been hit over the head with a stick or punched, and you are confused and lost. So here are some examples to practice pronunciation. You look like a stunned mullet. He looks like a stunned mullet. We look like stunned mullets. They look like stunned mullets. I look like a stunned mullet. She was walking around like a stunned mullet. I was walking around like a stunned mullet. You were walking around like a stunned mullet. We were walking around like stunned mullets. They were walking around like stunned mullets. So that's the episode for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know if the format suits you. If the length of the episode isn't too long, maybe it's too short for some. Give me some feedback, and I hope to hear from you soon. Have a great day, guys.